Hello and welcome to another installment of CSO Executive Sessions Australia. I'm Ed Kennedy, the editor of CSO Australia, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Murray Waper, CISO at Biza. Murray, welcome. Thanks, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. To start, can you tell us a little about your role? Thanks, Ed. I joined Biza in early 2022, coming from a data center and communications company as security operations manager. The shift for me in this role has been moving from physical security to cybersecurity. The fundamentals are similar, but the boundaries and attack vectors are obviously different. It's an exciting opportunity to take a company such as Biza, which was only founded in 2017, and help shape the security posture into the future. The priorities in my role are to operate and maintain the security framework for compliance and certification. I'm also responsible for the delivery and internal security training programs to ensure our technical teams have the tools and processes they need when developing our products. Additionally, ensuring all staff, not just developers, have a security mindset is really important as not just the software production requires security controls, but all aspects of management and administration are subject to similar checks and change controls. What can you share with us about Biz's current goals in the cybersecurity space? With the evolving compliance and regulatory requirements around data security, Biz is focused on ensuring Australian businesses achieve compliance in the information security standard and can effectively prepare for further obligations likely coming their way. We recently passed our ISO 27001 security audit to the new 2022 standard, and this makes us one of the few companies in Australia to have achieved this so far, and the only one in the CDR space, to my knowledge. This doesn't guarantee good security capability, but the new standard does have more contemporary language around cloud services and a few other aspects with, which are important with the current security environment. Business goal is to ensure we keep ahead of these threats faced by businesses and continue to provide quality solutions for our customers in the CDR space. 2023, of course, follows a very, very eventful one for cybersecurity in 2022. How would you reflect on the year that was? Well, 2022 saw a large number of institutions disclose data breaches and really highlighted to the public that everyone needs to be committed to better security. I think we no longer accept that institutions can retain personal information indefinitely. It is increasingly apparent that no business is safe from attack or a leak and that more must be done to ensure data is protected and held for a minimum amount of time before deleted. How do you see 2023 shaping up in the months ahead for cybersecurity? I see there are some real challenges ahead. A recent national report showed that a mere 11% of organisations in Australia have a mature level of readiness to tackle cybersecurity in the risks of a hybrid world. The costs of being unprepared are substantial, as 70% of the respondents said they had a cybersecurity incident in the last 12 months, and 70% of those affected said it cost them at least $740,000 Australian dollars to fix. Not only that, but cybersecurity insurance costs are increasing each year. In February, there are a number of proposals to change consent obligations under the Privacy Act, and the anticipated release of the government's cybersecurity paper in the coming months may reveal even more recommendations. As these regulations continue to evolve, it will be critical for organisations to ensure they are complying with industry standards when it comes to cybersecurity, but also effectively preparing for the regulatory requirements likely to be introduced. When it comes to the Australian cybersecurity landscape, 
What pleases you most about its present positioning? It's great to see the rollout of standardised consumer data obligations and systems underway across each sector. This ensures the way data is shared and secured follows international best practice. CDR can enhance this further by standardising the way consumers consent to sharing their data. It sets a high bar for organisations to participate in the data sharing arrangements as they must be ACCC accredited first. It mandates the communications methods for data sharing arrangements to which the consumer can also revoke their consent. What work do you think remains to be done surrounding cybersecurity in Australia? It was recently announced that the government wants Australia to be the most cyber secure country in the world by 2030, which came with subsequent announcements, including a range of immediate and upcoming changes to the way Australia will manage and prevent cyber threats moving forward. In discussions to improve the nation's cybersecurity posture, a lot of the focus has been on rising volumes and sophistication of cyber attacks, or who's liable or at fault for data breaches. However, compliance for solutions and data security need to be at the forefront of conversations too. As legislation and frameworks for security continue to develop and evolve, particularly around consumer data, collaboration between the government and experts will be key to ensure a strong ecosystem for improvements to be made. BISA, for example, as CDR leaders, continues to contribute and provide formal submissions to all government consultations and actively participates in the ongoing evolution of CDR. Compliance has, of course, been a particularly big discussion point within Australia in recent times. In what ways do you think cybersecurity leaders can help ensure compliance? The future of business will be the battle of the compliant. As there's a cultural shift towards taking data security seriously. Businesses need to approach and adopt security with compliance in mind. Meeting technical standards and information security requirements is a complex undertaking. And the success of an organization's cybersecurity maturity will start with having the right services, expertise, and technology in place to ensure compliance. With the process of consumer data rights across different industries underway, Managing the potential risk in the process of migrating data is critical. Businesses need to ensure compliance with the requirements across the process and even into the future as the technical and security obligations evolve. For those in our audience who may perhaps not yet be as familiar with the consumer data right as you are, can you provide a brief overview of its importance? CDR, as you've heard me say several times already, stands for Consumer Data Right. It's an economy-wide reform that is being rolled out sector by sector by the Australian government. CDR is a framework of standards to enable consumers to access and transfer their information in a usable format. The benefits to consumers is that it gives them the right to share data between service providers of their choosing, enabling them to access and share data to find better deals on products and services. For example, in the banking sector, people have multiple accounts and multiple providers for investment, saving, loans, mortgages, and, and so on. And it can be difficult for them to stay on top of their finances. Apps that use the CDR will be able to show the consumer a consolidated view of all their accounts. CDR makes it easy to compare products and could give people an incentive to, to switch providers. In turn, this will encourage competition in the marketplace, leading to innovation better products, better services. This will benefit consumers and small businesses. 
Just to unpack the CDR a little more now, could you provide a couple of additional points beyond the fundamentals of other aspects that are significant to the CDR? As I'm sure your viewers are aware, organisations have been sharing consumer data for many years without detailed or even explicit consent. While proprietary methods for sharing consumer data exist, the barrier to entry for small businesses is high, which has led to an insecure data sharing practice known as screen scraping. This involves consumers providing their login details to a third-party service, which then uses those credentials to impersonate the consumer and capture their data from the company or organisation in question. This alone should ring alarm bells for your security-conscious audience. It also does not generally request consent specific to data elements being shared, which means the consumer is in the dark about which data is accessed or how their data is being used and stored. CDR fixes these problems by forcing the consumer to authenticate against each organisation directly, not via the third-party service, and CDR mandates specific consent language and details for the consumer to review and accept during the consent process. CDR also mandates a consent dashboard that allows for easy reviewing of consents and the ability to revoke consent easily. Standardized integration specification is mandated inside CDR for all participants to work against. And the standard information security design follows the industry latest best practices. What security and privacy measures do you feel organizations should prioritize to protect customer data shared as part of the CDR? When consumers choose to use CDR, information is transferred using secure, best-in-class international security standards. All providers must go through a rigorous process to become accredited to provide CDR services to the consumers, and the ACCC manages this process. After the consent process has been completed by the consumer, the accredited recipient is permitted to collect the data from the consumer's existing provider, for example, a bank. Data sent or received must follow the communication standard created by the data standards body. This process allows application programming interfaces or APIs and was designed using industry standard best practices to maximize data security. Collaboration can of course be so important when building a successful cybersecurity strategy. When it comes to maintaining cybersecurity, how do you envision we can enhance collaboration between cybersecurity leaders and other stakeholders, such as governments and the general public? Be part of the wider ecosystem. The success of data security and cybersecurity hinges on collaboration. The only way data and cybersecurity measures can be effective is if there is a collective effort across business, governments, and all Australians to take security seriously. Everyone needs to work together and do their part. Cybersecurity is a complex ecosystem that requires multiple parties to facilitate just one action. It won't work without collaboration, specifically by consumers who need to follow best practices and stay educated about the security of their, their sensitive information. Businesses who need to ensure they have effective people, processes and technology in place to ensure cybersecurity is best practice. And governments who need to protect our critical infrastructure and sufficiently invest in cybersecurity measures as the landscape evolves and listen to cybersecurity experts across industries. Government and business needs to come together as an ecosystem to strengthen our cybersecurity strategy and overcome security challenges. And with that last question, that brings us to the end of this conversation. Thanks to those in our audience and Murray, a special thanks to you for taking part in this chat today. Thanks very much, Edmund.
Just as this has been a great conversation here, please keep an eye out soon for another instalment of CSO Executive Sessions Australia.